how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the Line 1524. That's right. We're here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy, a little speakeasy outside of Brookville, Indiana with Cross the Line 1524. I'm here with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. I'm Alan Stanger, and we got a special guest. So you've heard us talk about um, Dwayne's daughter doing a little racing on the dirt tracks. So we've convinced her to be on our podcast. I'm not sure how we did that. Threats. Threats. <laughs> so, <coughs> Dwayne, would you like to introduce her? Yeah, this is my daughter, Michelle Baird. Um, she started racing. Her first race was uh, in racing one of my ARCA trucks in Springfield? Or no? Spring- the coin? The coin. The coin mile dirt. I had two trucks. I had a backup truck, and they wanted extra trucks for this race, so we hauled it out there. It's a one-mile dirt track. She was 16, I think, at the time. No, 15. Uh, no, was you were 16. 16? You had to, I think you had to have your license. Well, we might have told them you were 16, but um, <laughs> but yeah, that was her first race out there was uh, running on one-mile dirt, um, speeds of 130-plus for a first race, and she did very well except until somebody crashed her. So, So there went your backup truck. Yeah, well, it wasn't too bad. I mean, it tore some body parts, but the worst part was a brand new body, you know. So, I had some choice words for the gentleman that caused the crash because she did absolutely nothing wrong. I told her run your line. They drive around you. That's that was what we did, and she was running her line, and he drove around her and then drove her right into the guardrail. So, so Michelle, so, I mean, obviously, since then you've expanded. Um, we had a chance to watch you race this past yeah. uh, year. It was fun to watch. If the race would have lasted the duration it was supposed to, you'd have won. There's no doubt in our mind. We watched, you know, just as it kept, yeah. as the rest, race kept progressing. Closing the gap. Closing the gap. Closing the gap. So it was fun to watch. So what was watching your dad race? Is that what got you the racing bug? I would say so, yeah. I think I've always, well, I've always been around racing. I don't think I was around when he drag raced, no. which that's okay because I'm not a drag racing fan necessarily. Um, but around for the mini stock, all I ever remember is being at the racetrack. So that's probably definitely what started it for me. So we'll ask this question. Who's the better driver? Me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let we'll her, say him, we'll let her go. Me. So <laughs> talk about the series that you race in now. So, um, it, it's a uh, it's a fun to watch and it's it's an economical series for somebody so <laughs> <laughs> it used to be used to be it started that way we'll, we'll, ask, we'll way. ask Dalton in a little yeah. bit about that so <laughs> so talk about the series that you race in now so I race what's called a Hornet um, some tracks like to call it a compact um, but down at Lawrenceburg Speedway we call it a Hornet um, most of the drivers I would say run Cavaliers um, I started out in a Neon I would say (laughs) yeah um, that neon would not compete now but most of the drivers run the Cavalier so it's just a Cavalier 
four or six cylinder? Four cylinder. Four cylinder. Okay. Yeah. So you can run the two two or the two four. We run the two two. Okay. And then so. I've heard you say in the past you use standard transmission in lieu of an automatic transmission. Is that correct? Yes. So I so, prefer the manual. Right. A lot of the guys down there prefer the automatics. It's because uh, they can't drive they stick. Can't drive stick. stick. <laughs> and that's true. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not, yeah, because there's some of them that they've, Dalton has told them, hey, put a stick in, it's faster. They're like, I right. can't drive a stick. Wow. Learn. They, Learn. They also say there's some of them that just think the automatic is faster, but it's, it's not. It's not. So, right. yeah, I've made Dalton change over two cars now. Three. Three cars now to a manual transmission. So, so the other thing that we saw uh, down there is you did the school bus racing. So yes. that was pretty wild. So what I saw was a lot of little girls down there cheering you on, which I thought yep. was pretty awesome. Um, I think it was, this is my third, I think that was my third year last year. Yeah. Either the second or third year now um, running the Barbie bus. So it started out, there was a man in the Barbie bus. Um, that's there's that just that's not that's right. Wrong. That's wrong. I'm sorry. That's wrong. Well, today's day, you know, that's not right. <laughs> so I um, messaged the promoter. We know the promoter pretty well, and I messaged him and I said, "Hey, saw you had a Barbie bus. What do you think about letting a girl drive?" He said, "No, we had already had a driver for it." Months down the road, he messaged me and said, "Hey, you want to drive that Barbie bus?" And it's. It's been my bus ever since. Great. Cool. 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 We just got to make it faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is not lighter. the fastest. Yeah, lighter, and but faster. It is one of the slower buses, but. So that's no good. So no the good. tracks you run are dirt tracks. How big? How, I mean, a half mile or? Well, I run all different. I mean, molars, I'm, I'm really bad at the size of the tracks. So molar is a quarter mile, um, which is smaller okay. whereas Lawrenceburg is, is three like ace three, three a big ace. three ace okay. so a three ace okay I prefer Florence is a half um I prefer Lawrenceburg okay overall um Moeller the shorter tracks like that it's not so much the motor right. that you need it's more of the driver because they are smaller tracks I understand it's harder to pass it's a lot closer um racing but I really like Moeller um, or sorry, I really like Lawrenceburg okay. because of the big track. It's open. It's fast. Okay. So, so it's, it's these guys got to go last year. I didn't get to go, oh, and yeah. I haven't been. I've, I saw last time I saw a dirt track was Whitewater Speedway up at Liberty. Okay. And that's that's been there. like twenty five thirty years ago. Okay. So I'm uh, I'm pretty pumped to go down and watch you race this year. Yeah, that'll and, be uh, fun. Yeah, it will I've, be. And, I ran uh, Whitewater. They actually opened it. Two years, Two years ago, okay. I think it was, and I went out there and ran it once. Okay, and they're hopefully talking about opening it again. So. That's great. I'm excited about it because I want to be able to come down and watch your race. I think it's great. Yes. Yeah. We're cool. there every weekend. Well, you're closer to home now, so yeah, right. Yeah, make right. It, makes a difference. <laughs> so, Michelle, difference. so what I heard when your dad was talking, so the first time you raced, he put you in a car and you're doing 130 mile an hour on a, on a dirt track. Yeah. So, so so there had to be some preparation you didn't take it just a 16 year old kid dump him in a car and yeah, say, yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> really well i had raced well, the, did i race the go-kart prior she had <laughs> raced go-karts and well we but a i mean it was we had run she had run figure eight racing in the little 
little cars at fairs. Okay. Derby. So, so a little, so, oh, oh, yeah. And I mean, we've had, she's been riding quads and okay. something. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't the first time ever in a car. Um, but, but the first time her, 16 years old, 130 mile an hour racing. on a dirt track in yeah. traffic. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and I told her she was. She was in the back, and I told her stay. You know, sure. pick a line. Sure. And she wasn't running as aggressive, and you know, and that's when, when the the incident happened was they were passing, uh, and putting her a lap down. But still, for a first time out, right? You know, almost at the end of the race, getting lap was no big deal. Um, but yeah, that was her first time in a real racing other than go kart and, you know, and the derby stuff we used to do locally here. You know, the right. Franklin County Fair, we ran figure eights. Well, my son Justin, he was running derbies when he was like 12 and i went to the promoter terry england i said hey terry you know my i want to build more cars my boy wants to run one can he run he's like well is he 16 i'm like no (laughs) he goes well as long as you're okay with it we're okay with it so he started running derbies when he was 12 and then once she got a little older so we're building three cars now you know one for me her and him and right so they've been doing that then we ran mini figure eight racing and right so i mean that's where she kind of learned some of the racing and banging and beating and you know so you're a female in the sport mainly male dominant right yes very uh so obviously you run across a couple of people that aren't okay with that or express are not okay with it. how do you handle that oh that's a tough question beat them um yeah beat them <laughs> hold my ground <laughs> right right okay. um no i mean really i don't want to sound arrogant but i don't let them i don't let them get to okay. me um I think they use me as a woman to, like, if something happens, if I would wreck them, oh, it's because she's a woman. Right. But sure. No, I'm right there with them every week. Okay. So, like you said, beat them. <laughs> so you've had, so you've had a little pit challenge, a little nose up in a couple guys, and yeah. had your words, right? Okay, that's yeah. great. Oh, if, I've, yeah. We. If, oh, if a person today, a 16, 17 year old today, would want to start out doing something like her to get involved, how would they go about doing it? Um, first, I would find somebody that's actually in it currently okay. um, to figure out the ins and the outs because it used to be, like Alan said, the economic class. Right. Um, but it's really not anymore. It's it's got it's grown tremendously. Um, so I would say finding somebody that you can talk to to get the experience to build the right car. Okay. Great. Well, I'm jumping on it. In the world of racing, it's not. That's not as economical as it used to be, but in the world of racing, it, it is, is still it the is most still. economical class right, to get right. in. And uh, on her, on, on advice for any racer, I would advise them go fo- go work for a team for there a year. Find somebody that that'll let you work with them, and then work with them. Be their grunt, be their whatever, and you'll get you'll learn so much knowledge in one year helping somebody. And let them know, hey, I want to drive, but I want to help just so I can learn. And right. when you find that crew that'll let you learn with them, you'll you'll gain more knowledge than you could ever buy. And this is called a series. Is it called the Hornet series? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, at Lawrenceburg they call it the Hornets. Okay, it's the it's, Hornet and, and that is a series of races a year. How many how many races a year? I think this year we have thirteen. 13 races. races okay 13 schedule and it's points system too for yeah. winning okay yep right. so you get show up points um you get points for where you end up finishing in your heat race and then you get feature points okay great great so. okay for the people out there to understand the point system and how it works and yeah that's how you you show up for every race and point up and yes. you win the money in the end and that's and that's consistency huge. too right consistency. so okay. yeah because i've 
I finished third the last two years in overall points down at Lawrenceburg. I've never won a race yet, um, but I've been able to finish third in overall points wow. for the last two That's years. Great. And it's That's just great. staying consistent. I finish in the top five, finish in the top ten every week, week great. in and week out. Finish the race. That's the first thing. Right, and finish she, the race. Right. She heard that being preached when I was racing. You can't win anything if you Damn. aren't on the track. Right. So finish the race, and then the rest starts to come in. And she has a crazy husband that if the one, well, a couple times last year, car broke at that night. So we loaded the car, drove to her house, unload that car, grab the backup car, and get back to the track before the race start. Wow. Just so she could finish race that race to keep the points in. So right. Okay. That helps. <laughs> that does help. That's great. Do you foresee your kids doing something like this down the road? Oh, yeah. You do? Okay. Oh, yeah. Great. I think they'll definitely start out in go-karts. Right. Braden, we're not sure. Hudson. He hasn't expressed, but Hudson, yeah. yeah. You oh, know, yeah. Um, Hudson wants a dirt bike. I mean, <laughs> a boy named Hudson. How you, can you not right. race? That's a Hudson Hawk, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was actually he was actually named after a race car driver. Sure. So, well, you know, our our youngest son, uh, Cody, uh, he had a friend that raced sprint cards in Lawrenceburg. Okay. And uh, he passed away of cancer when he was twelve. He ran many sprints, and Cody ran his car one time after he had passed hmm. and Cody got out of that car and said that's the most scariest thing I've ever done <laughs> and they offered him a, they offered him to take the car and uh, they came to the house and actually offered him said here's the car you're fully sponsored we want you to drive and Cody said and Cody raced dirt bikes and Cody said dad I will not do that it is too scary he's scared today I think he regrets every minute of that right uh, but uh, the that was I didn't I wasn't able to get to that race either for some reason, but he he had done that in a sprint car at Lawrenceburg at the mini sprints, and I guess that is some pretty intense racing there. I guess sprint cars uh, are different. Yeah, it's right. a totally different, different world of racing. Oh, yeah. You know, it's you you steer with the gas pedal. Yes, right. Pretty much. So right. yeah, that that's my dream. I I want I'd like to I'd like to drive one once with nobody else on the track. I don't yeah, want to race one. Right. I just want to drive one just to see and feel it. But. Um, yeah, yeah, they're just they're we, awesome. We got to see when you were racing. They did some uh, ex, ex, exhibitions. Exhibitions, right? Okay. So the one guy was definitely skilled. The other guy, not so much. Well, yeah, he had some. Well, he was. It was his first time in a sprint car, yeah. and it looked like it was his first time in a sprint car. Right, it looked like yeah. me probably in my first time in one, just right. trying to get the feel of it because it's. it's but you got to break a loose, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, you got to steer with the yeah. gas pedal yeah. and. Your brain tells you to do something different than what you should do, so you just you have to know what to do. And I mean, there's things in racing sometimes that you you have to get your foot to overpower your brain. Right. You know, there's one asphalt track. My favorite track with Winchester Speedway close to here. You drive into the turn wide open. Going into right. the turn, your brain's going lift stupid, lift stupid. But if you do, you're not as fast. So right. you got to train your foot to stay on the floor. So, do you feel that the the racing series is still family oriented? Oh yeah, definitely. Because I know I followed NASCAR forever. NASCAR is extremely family oriented, and I didn't, this level here is is very family oriented too. Well, yeah. I, I think NASCAR's changed a little bit. It has. It has. Yeah, it's, it's it's not what it used to be. You're right. It's not. It's, I, I don't follow it at all now. It's um, it's like having slot cars, and they're all the same, and yes. different paint on them, and right. It's not the Back in the day, it was the driver. That's right. Sort Not so much now. I mean, you got, I agree. you know, it's it's whether you've got the best engine, right. the best chassis setup. I just, the I used to be an avid NASCAR fan. Yeah. In fact, I went to the 
Richard Petty Driving School about four times. <laughs> and what I found out there, it was amazing. So the first time I did it was at the Orlando Speedway. And uh, the first two laps, I'm like, man, I can't control this car. Well, after you get over about 110, 120 miles an hour, it sucks down it to does. the track. Right, and it right. was, I was like, holy cow. Right. Then you got it. Changes and then, dimensions. You know, it's, it's, it's a mental thing because you were following the pace car. As long as you kept so many car lengths between it, they go faster. Well, after about the th- fourth lap, I realized, you know, they've got this thing governed down. So I just laid into her. And I didn't lift. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I figured out, you know, they're smart enough. They're not going to let you – they're not going to let that car go fast enough right. that you're going to smack the wall, although you sign your life away ahead of time saying right. if you do. But it was pretty exhilarating. I did it there, and I did the Kentucky Speedway, which was awesome. I did Indianapolis as well. The problem with Indianapolis is that track is so big. Oh, huge. Yeah. It was, it was, it was not as exhilarating, but – no. I was you don't, going you don't, faster there. Right. You don't feel the speed because right. it's so much bigger and the turns are so much more open. So it's it's a, it's just a different feel. Yeah. So now a question for you, and I have some into this, is um, <laughs> how do you, I mean, how do you help pay? Do you have sponsorships? You you sell parts on your car, your fenders for advertising? How do you do that? How does a person get, get help or how does a person sponsor you? Find a husband. Find no. a husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to talk. We're going to get the car owner. Yeah, the owner up here a little yeah. bit. Because you know, for the listeners out there, you know, they don't realize it's a lot of out-of-pocket expense, and some of this comes from donations or sponsors or advertisement and stuff. And uh, so you offer that, right? So, yes. and then yeah. how does a person go about? contacting you and doing it. Do you have a website or? So I just changed the name of our Facebook page that we had been using. Um, so I actually have a Facebook page now called Michelle Baird Racing. Okay. Um, a page on Facebook. I think I have it shared on my Facebook too. Um, and I've shared about it. I know about getting sponsorships on my personal page, I think. Right. Um, but contacting there through either my personal page or through our team Facebook page so to say but yeah I do have I went out and I actually um, printed out like a sponsorship packet um, when I first got the sponsors that I have now and I went out and I visited the companies um, told them about who I was what I do how well I did and asked them to, to help sponsor me so I've actually been able to keep on I think there's three four trying to count them five sponsors that i've had now for the last couple of years Great. and they've come back every year and helped that's awesome. us so that's awesome that's awesome so you mentioned mentioned your husband owner <laughs> so did you drag him into racing or did you meet racing or how, how'd that come about so we actually met when we were in elementary school really? we won't get into that and then he moved um and then we re-met at kroger and to my surprise he actually raced a pure stock when we met so All he right. had been racing since he was 14 down at le- oh, 15 sorry he's giving me cues over on the side 15 um, and he was racing a pure stock down at Lawrenceburg so Great. it fit really well together yeah. what is yeah. a pure what is a pure stock pure stock is basically like a, a rear wheel drive full size car okay. okay Malibu okay Caprice okay old cars yeah okay now they're yep. old boxy cars. Yep. Well, and now since those cars are kind of disappearing, now they're pretty much sheet metal cars. It's right. a, a floor okay. pan of some car and the front chat front frame, and then the rest is sheet metal and okay. roll right. car. And, and it, it's just they're running out of cars. Sure, sure. You know, so awesome. Well, that's a great conversation. Well, it is. It's cool. I mean, it's pretty 
pretty darn cool. What got you into racing, Dwayne? Well, me, I've, I mean, I've always just loved speed. And she said she wasn't around because Justin was one year old when I first started racing. Uh, we drag raced for a year, and I just got bored with it because I wasn't in the car long enough. It's, you spend all day working and... Ten bah! seconds. Yeah, Boom. and you're done. It's like, oh, you know, that was fun, but, you know, I want to go again. Well, now i got to wait two hours for my next round. And right. So we got out of that kind of quick, and then we built a mini stock, which was kind of the hornet of the day then it was a real wheel drive mustangs everybody ran mustangs we raced that for a few years and i wanted to i was tired of the dirt i wanted to get faster and get away from some of the crashing try to get to a different series so we bought the our arca trucks um and we raced those for eight years i think um and we traveled all over five states we were west virginia west virginia michigan Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky, and then we went into Canada mm-hmm. two or three times. Um, traveled a lot of miles, and that was every weekend. You know, we were 12, 13 races a year, and we'd leave some nights, Friday night, right after work, you know, drive all night to get somewhere to a track, race Saturday, turn around, drive back home, we work, you know, work on Monday. So, right. um, but it was a great time, and, um, you know, we still got friends from from that series that we stay in touch with and you know and you talked about it being a family sport most of the i call it the local track or those traveling series in that level are are pretty tight-knit group i mean you're out there on race day it's it's get out the hell out of my way you know but as soon as race is over let's get the beer and grills are fired up and trailers are in a circle you know make a powwow and you hang out all night and lie about what you did on the track and you know and and that's what it was but i mean that was every weekend and, you know you during the race it's it's game on you know but as soon as the race is over put stuff away or fix stuff and right you know and, and there's been i mean there was one guy that he it was him and his wife and i'll never forget we went to race at eldora which was on dirt and we were there before the um what was the race there that um the invitation the dream right? the dream no prelude to the prelude dream to the dream prelude to the dream we were the beginning race well one guy went out tore his truck up and it's him and his wife and he he was done he said i quit and i walked over and i said what's the matter oh this broke this broke i'm justin my boy was little i said go get this and go get them and tell them you know so before no it was kind of you know, we had about eight people over there working on his truck and we got him back out on the track he ended up finishing higher than i did that night because i had problems during the race but you know it's just it was kind of a family thing we borrowed parts and put him back together and got him back on the track and that's just kind of the way it was nobody you know you were competition on the track but you wanted everybody to race right you know it wasn't fun if you know if you don't beat somebody outright you know it, you know it's just it was more fun that way but um and then i went and tried you know we went to nascar and we ran the camping world trucks for a couple seasons i made one race and tempted a few more and just the money you lose money walking in the front door and i mean the blessing for me was the economy was down my whole crew was laid off from work from their jobs so i got them to the race i fed them I paid for everything basically except paid them, but they were free labor, but they got to go to a NASCAR race and hang out and, right. you know, we traveled and that's what we did. But, you know, that was my only way we could afford it um, was everybody was free. But, yeah, it was it's a very, very different world. And very, you talk about it. It's a very connected world. The wrong names. If you don't have the right name, mm-hmm. it's it's hell. Right. And right. and I'll, I'll give one example. We went, well, first race we show up at, you know, and we're not we're not going to win. We're we're hoping we finish the race, and they're doing tech, and and you got the wrong intake on your car. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, it's the wrong number. 
okay, what do I need? So I found the engine builder happened to be there. That, that So I borrowed. We're, we're in a hauler out in the pits taking an intake off of a nationwide car to put on my truck just for the race. So we get this all done. My seat is a half inch too tall because the seatbelt angle's wrong. So they want, So we're out there with a Sawzall. Saws on on my seat, duct taping it. And I told him, I said, can't I wait till next race? I'll take this out, cut it off, weld it up nice. No, it's got to be done now. So we fight. We get no practice, um, no first practice. We get it all done. I'm running around. And this the race started at like 530 in the morning is when we left. So I'm running around. I go find the head inspection guy. And I'm like, hey, I got everything done. I got the intake changed, got the seat fixed. Can you come back and check it? He goes, now nah, you're good. Just go ahead out. Wow. And I was like, are you flipping kidding me? You know, right. I've killed myself to get this done. And you don't even bother to walk 50 yards to go, yeah, that's right. So that was one race. And we went to another race. And uh, it was at um, Bristol. Yeah. And we went through carburetor tech. We were through all the techs. Everything was checked. And I had to go to a meeting. And my son, Justin, was my crew chief at the time. And so he's like 19 years old. You know, and they're going through the final tech, and there, there's nothing wrong with the truck. It's perfectly legal. One guy started giving him crap that our carburetor was wrong, and he's like, we've passed carburetor tech already. How is it wrong? Don't argue with me, you know. Well, the wrong name. So I kind of I – got, I got back to the pits, and he's all mad, and one guy got everything back, and we got it through. But I had – I was done then. I went into the head trailer, and I just started reaming so much. Right. And then after that, the, you know, it was fine. You know, I, I just, I guess I needed to blow up on them and let them know, you know, we're just, we're just trying to race, you know, don't tell us what we need. Give me the rules. I'll meet right. them. And then we race, you know, don't, right. don't make it more difficult. But So racing ARCA, you probably got to race uh, with some, uh, what's the right word I want to use? More, and, more famous or up and coming racers yeah. that are, that, that made it to the big leagues, I guess. Well, in the truck series, not so much because it was... I mean, we weren't the ARCA Car Series, even though, like at Salem Speedway, is a is a high high bank half mile in Salem, Indiana. Mm-hmm. The last two years I raced, I would have qualified in the top half of the ARCA Car Field. We were running the same speeds, but we were the truck V sixes, and it was just a different, you know, the low. We were the we were the Hornet of ARCA. We were the low budget. Right. Um, we did have a couple guys that did make some runs, and a couple of them ended up in NASCAR, but I don't remember any any drivers that came up through there we actually we actually had a couple drivers came back would come down from arca that wanted to go into the camping world series so they wanted to drive a truck because it handled completely different you've got a pickup bed so the aerodynamics are different it's looser well one guy he was renting out some trucks and he had a very good truck and uh he rented it out to this up-and-coming arca car driver and the guy goes out makes two three laps and he was i was out there in practice with him and he's all over the flipping track and he comes back in and he's yelling that truck's a piece of crap blah 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 you know it's it anymore it ain't safe to drive and he paid the guy and he wouldn't get in it for the race the owner of the truck he also was a racer he got in that truck and set the he would have qualified number one with it he and then he parked it in his trailer just to prove that there was nothing wrong with the truck it was the driver right because those trucks drove right. so much different than a car right. so did you drive at all in the camping world series yeah that's I ran, what i thought yeah i ran uh, indy and we missed bristol by one one thousandth of a second qualifying so, wow. indy was at irp yeah that was yeah. The, the flat track yeah. irp um bristol was just a chaotic day and we it was i screwed well i, I trusted someone 
for a setup, and it was a completely wrong setup. I should. That's a with, tough track, man. Well, <laughs> yes and no. Salem, I think Winchester, Indiana, close to here, is just as really badass of a track as that track. That's a high um, bank track. Oh, very yeah, high bank. No you kidding. can lean. You can almost lean out at Winchester and wow, touch the track. I know. Wow. And Bristol is the same. So right. I wasn't intimidated by that because we raced on it, but. I got a setup from somebody, and my gut said it was wrong, but I was trusting that it was right. And third lap out, it was so loose, I spun around and hit the wall and, and crunched the rear corner, so they wouldn't let me practice till we fixed it. And they didn't think we were going to fix it. Because here we got a bunch of hillbilly, hillbilly Kentucky boys and Indiana boys. We got no tools. We're with hammers, sledgehammers, pry bars, wood. And we beat this truck back out, got it straight. I went and found the tech guy, and he comes walking back over. He goes, I'll be damned. I didn't think you guys were going to do this. And I'm like, can I go out and practice now? And he's like, yeah. So we changed the setup, and uh, we only had two laps practice before qualifying. So we didn't have time to get it close. If we'd have, had, if we'd have started right and then had some time to practice, we'd have made the race. Cause, right. But I, my pride and joy was be, we beat three pro teams. Right. You know, awesome. that, that we're trying to make yeah. the race. We beat them and, you know. I believe the Arca race, where Jack, didn't Sprague go up through the Arca race at one time? And I think so. I mean, there's been a, a, lot, of a lot of guys yeah. come up through Arca. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's this, and now NASCAR actually bought Arca. So it's, yeah. it's still called Arca, but NASCAR owns it. They uh-huh. bought it from, um, I can't remember the family that owned it, but they bought the series out because it's basically. It's Arca's proving grounds. Right. You know, it's the step below. It's the minor leagues, right? It's yeah. the minor leagues. But but the budgets there are still, you're probably in a quarter million dollar budget to run an Arca car. Because you're running the same, you're running right. old NASCAR cars, old NASCAR motors. They're still $30,000 motors. You know, so it's not a it's not a budget class. You know, right. two sets of tires at least, you know, for racing. So you're a couple thousand dollars in tires. You need a full pit crew. You need a real pit crew, you know. So it's... Wow. It, and it's you know like Alan was saying it's NASCAR has changed so much and it, the the best drivers in the world aren't driving in NASCAR because no. they don't have a big enough checkbook right and that's what it is I mean to run in like to run in the truck series when I was trying it to run in the middle of the pack you needed about a million dollars wow wow you know to run in the middle so I was hoping to pull up the tail and you know and finish a few races and just try to get our our, our feet in the door and we did and and. The, the aggravating thing is I thought the economy was starting kind of on its way up and we were getting started so you know we got a few sponsors well every sponsor I got the first year was stolen by a big team right. the second year because they you know instead of Dwayne Bischoff we got Kevin Harvick or we got Ron Hornaday and right. the one guy that he owned a Chevy dealer in Illinois and he was sponsored me and I raced against him and and he sponsored me the one year for tires, and I called him the next year. And he goes, Dwayne, I'm I'm sorry, I, you know they gave me the hood or Ron Hornaday for what I gave you last year, and I'm like, hey, I, you know I understand it's business. Right. And he goes, well, if you really need help, you know if you make it, let me know, and I'll see if I can help you with a set of tires. And he goes, I don't want nothing on the truck, but I'll try to help you. And you know we did, we never did make it, but it's right. it's a tough world. You know there there's a joke that says you know you know how you could become a millionaire racing. Yeah. Start with two. Start with two. Start with yeah, because two, right? yeah, it's it's a. <laughs> It's an expensive hobby. But look at you now. You're a, a world-renowned podcast host. That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> talking about racing. World famous. We could, we could put him a pedaling a steering wheel next to his mic here to make it feel a little Hey, I, I, you, can, you can Google NASCAR stats, and I'm there. So, uh, yes, you are. I have, and you are there. And yes. I've always 
told my kids, and you know, if yep. you have a dream, go. Absolutely, you know, I think and it's great. But I, you know, me, I would have never made it where I ha- did if I didn't have my spouse sponsoring or helping sponsor me, yeah, sponsoring me exactly, um, and helping me through it. Because the year we were running NASCAR, I was gone. I mean, yeah. it, it was we went to Bristol. We were we left on Tuesday to race on Friday. So she's running the shop and taking care of things while I'm out trying to to live my dream and get this going and. Right. You know, so I couldn't have done it, you know, all the years without her, but especially those last couple when we tried it. But it's pretty awesome stuff. It really it is. is. It it's is. fun. Uh, and, you know, and what Michelle's doing now is that's fun to go watch. You know, yeah, right, it, it was a very enjoyable to watch. I can't wait. I've, I've heard nothing but great things right, about it, so, so I can't wait to go see it. I know Margie so and I, does, I can't wait to go. Uh, are we going to get your better half up here to talk it out? Is he We're going to force him. You can convince him to come yeah. over here. Yeah, bring him up here. Let's talk to him. Come on. Come on, Dalton. Come on. He said no. He said no. You know what the problem is? We're all drinking nice bourbons here. (laughs) And that man is drinking (laughs) Bush Bush Light. But you know why he's drinking that? Because that's all I can afford. (laughs) (laughs) All the money's in the race car. (laughs) If he could sell his car, he'd probably move up the... But he did mention he classed up tonight and put it in a bottle. Yeah, he is is moved up the bottles tonight, so he he can cheer it. So I see our next guest is drinking Michelob Ultra, so... She's uh, she's a step ahead of you. She's, yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I think that wraps our little racing thing up, and we're going to follow you this year. Yep. And after you win the championship this year, we're going to have you back on. Absolutely. I hope so. There we I'm go. going yeah. for it again. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, you're, you're, you'll have us rooting. Yeah, definitely, sure. definitely. Thank you. So, just so you know, our podcast schedule during the summer months revolves around your racing schedule. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> that way you can come and watch. No, no, no that's why no. I can be here. Uh, yeah. That way you can be here. <laughs> yeah. So well, maybe we could do a live telecast from the racetrack. You know, oh, you know what? Yeah. I bet we could talk to Dave and do one from the booth. Yes, we might have you to talk do that there with Chad. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, we'll have to work yeah. on that. Sounds interesting. My one semester of radio TV production will come back to help us again. <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. All right. So for Cross the Line 1524, we've got Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt. I'm Alan Stanger with our special guest, Michelle Baird. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. We're back here with Cross the Line 1524 with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and I'm Alan Stanger with our special guest, Dalton Baird. So we got the owner of Michelle's car here. Right. We got the money. You know, the, the money. The are the money, man. The money. The money so man. talk to us about what it's like getting the car ready for Michelle every freaking week for the race. <laughs> um, it's uh, It can be pretty rough. Uh, she likes to um, beat and bang sometimes. And tear things up. But, uh, you know, it's not too bad. We have a lot of fun. I go out there and work on the cars. It's it's like having a second job during the summer. Uh, you know, it'll take three or four hours every night prepping to get everything ready. But uh, it's fun. It's well worth it. Well, the one thing I'll, I'll comment on that real quick. Dalton prepares the car very well. So there's – and there's a lot of guys break. And like, like Michelle was saying, finishing the race is important. The prep before the race is the most important sure. to get you to finish a race. And a lot of guys don't do nothing, and then they wonder why they break. Right. So, Yeah, a lot of guys, they don't um, 
they don't even wash their car. You know, they'll 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 unload the net the the next week the same as it was last week. Uh, you know, broke, dirty. You know, you, you don't know what you got when you're not paying any attention to what your car itself. You got to check. You know, every nut and bolt. If not, you're not going to be fast, and you're only hurting yourself. So not only that, but. If you break or crash on it because of this, you cause issues for other drivers too, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can tear other people's equipment up very, very easy with, you know, uh, <laughs> ill-maintained vehicles. You know right. what I mean? They're just, you've got to pay attention to your stuff. Well, right. the, these are street cars. These are the one, the one, well, all these Cavaliers, these are Chevy Cavaliers that you see driving to work. Mm-hmm. The same suspensions, pretty much the same ball joints. These aren't racing ball joints, racing stuff. It's stock parts, so they wear out and break. They're not meant to go around a dirt track at 65 miles an hour. They're a little faster than 65. Well, some tracks, but. (laughs) So you were, you know, Michelle said, you know, when she met you, you were racing. So let's talk about your racing uh, days a little bit. Uh, Yeah, I started racing when I was 15 years old in the pure stock class. I run the pure stock class all the way up until 2000 in oh shoot i can't even remember 15 something like that yeah now i stepped into the uh modified class um i run that for a few years and then um i've raced the front wheel drives a few times once when my brother had a couple cars and then i tend to break a lot of stuff so i tried to run her car and of course i broke it so but you know I've raced a little bit of everything. So you were on the track the same time she was during the school bus races, correct? Yeah, she was way behind me. I mean, I couldn't really see her. So. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, look at that. Oh, she's like. Microphone. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's uh, funny. I, yeah, I, she's not a good bus racer compared <laughs> to me. <laughs> he has a fast bus. Oh. That's funny. No competition there. You know, you can't hear yeah. it. Right? Yeah. So is that the only uh, time you guys have been on the track at the same times with the school buses? Um, yeah, I do believe so. No, you ran the the one week I ran the back the backup car. One week you ran it the next week, then the axle broke, so you couldn't go back out. But you were you out there it. for not for the feature, but for a heat race, I think. Yeah, but I don't think we were on there at the same time. It was same night, but um, yeah, I just broke it and just went to drink a beer. It was a little easier than fixing the car. <laughs> Luckily, well, the good thing was we caught it before it went out because the wheel that the axle where it broke on the axle, when that one breaks, you tend to start rolling. Oh, wow. So it was, yeah. it was a good thing we caught it when we did and just parked it. You know, some guys would have went and ran it probably just to say the hell with it, but you know, it ain't worth destroying a car and getting hurt for exactly for it. So, what's the most satisfying thing watching your wife go around a racetrack in circles? Uh, you know, um, I would have to say her just having fun. You know, uh, I I got out of racing because it just it costs too much money. You know, um, we were single income, so right. What I wanted to do was, you know, I had upwards of twenty twenty five thousand dollars in what I raced, and this wasn't very good. So, you know, I, I stepped away to let her do it. Um, she really enjoys it. So I get my enjoyment of getting to work on a car and, uh, you know, seeing her have fun and succeed. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I wish we would win. But uh, I think That's this coming. year. I think this year they're Well, I'm telling you, that, that race that we watched, if it would have went the full length, there's no doubt. I mean, every lap she was gaining. And then what I heard is the guy that did win, he was overheating coming in. Oh, yeah. He was, so he would have never lasted He wouldn't race. have made it. Well, so. and Dalton. 
tell them the setup change because they they changed the they changed the race right as we're on the track. Yeah, so we were supposed to run. Uh, I think it was 75 laps, so I set the car up to where it didn't um, basically overexert itself, so I set up to run the distance, so I changed the tire size to a bigger tire size, so that way the car wouldn't, you know, overheat and etc., because normally we run really little itty-bitty tires, we get everything we can out of it, and uh, they decided to change the the format on us, you know, and reduce the laps, um, so... On the track. On the track. So, Not in uh, the pits when we could have changed. We had the tires to put it back the other way, and I think she'd have won without a doubt. Right? Yeah, if because the car would have been faster. Yeah, if we would have been able to change, we would Yeah, because we, we, we talked won. about this because we were watching the race, and, yeah. and I was watching her gain every lap, every lap, and, and I, I was expecting the race to go the full length of what they announced initially. And then all of a sudden, the race is over, and I don't know, 15 laps early or something. Yeah, 20, 15 and, or 20 laps. Yeah, yeah, it was I'm a like, big... What's going on? And I guess they shortened it because there was some blooming weather yeah, coming in right, or something. Right. The threat of rain is the reason why they shortened yeah. it. But if they'd have gave everybody the heads up in the pits, gave us five minutes, we'd have had different set of tires on there. The car would have been a different car, and I think she'd have won it in that lapse, and it wouldn't have hurt that car. But... And that was old Betsy. She was running that night too. That's not that was their backup car, which is the one I've driven. Because did she wreck her other car the week before? Or she got wrecked the week before. Or well, but they didn't want to hurt that car. Uh, no, that car was fine, but no, that, that, that fine. That car was gone then. It was. Uh, yeah, it was I at the scrapyard. Yeah, I thought something had happened. So if I run across a few Cavaliers at a good price, should I just go and buy them up for you? Or what? <laughs> no, don't uh, tell him that. Um, if they're stick shift ones, I'm very interested. I'm tired of swapping <laughs> okay. automatic cars. But yes, stick shifts, I'm, I'm interested. Okay. But the, and, and on that, those are getting hard to find now because the, the Hornet racing is becoming so popular sure. and everybody's running Cavaliers. So Cavaliers are a hot commodity. <laughs> After talking to her, I want to go get one. There you go. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I know a guy that can make you fast. <laughs> <laughs> Ruben, here's what we should do. Let's just see. We'll put our money where our mouth is and go go-kart racing. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Look I'm at her. Michelle Michelle's Michelle. like, I'm in. She's ready to go. <laughs> I will not be beat by a girl. <laughs> so that, that's what that's what's got a lot of guys in trouble. Well, then you better, yeah, you better not get in the go kart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna need some extra suspension on line. I guarantee you that. <laughs> little little heavy left. Little side. heavy skid plate on there. You're gonna need something. <laughs> Drag my oh, rear end around that thing. So we got anything else for? Uh, Mr. Car Owner. No, it's exciting stuff. It man. is. Thanks it's, for jumping it's, up it's, and it's talking. Him. So, like we told Michelle, we'll be down to watch some races this year and cheer her into first place. Absolutely. And I think we we we, be, we might be doing a podcast. Yeah. I'll have to talk to oh, Davey yeah. about yeah, that. We can cool. set up in be the a booth. Blast. Be a blast. Yeah, that'd be a good time. Yeah. Good deal. So, for Cross the Line 1524, we've got... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. Our special guest. Don Baird. And I'm Alan Stanger, and we'll see you next time. All right, we're here with Gage Pace from Top Sale Hemp. Gage, what do you got for us today? Right now we got some CBD oil, 500 milligram CBD oil. We have mint and natural flavor, and that is a tincture that goes under your tongue and use it any day you want, anytime you want. I've got bath bombs, CBD bath bombs, or I believe 100 milligrams of CBD in those, and those are really good for when you want to relax. You go to take a bath, you set, drop that in there, and it 
bubbles up and releases the CBD along with other things. I think it smells lavender. So it's got a whole bundle of different stuff inside of it that can be used for relaxation. Um, I have smokable pre-rolls with the wife strain and it was grown here in Indiana organically. Those pre-rolls are really great for before as well, before you go to bed. It helps with relaxation. It's also known to help with muscle and pain, stiffness, and just overall relaxation of the body and well-being. Awesome. So all of your products you, you have are below the 0.3% THC. So they're all legal? Yes, sir. All of them are legal. Good deal. All good to go. Once again, it's Gage Pace with Top Sale Hemp. You can check his website out at topsalehemp.com. He's a local boy right here from Indiana. Oh, that's right. Another proud sponsor of Cross the Line 1524 is Top Sale Hemp. Go visit him on the web at topsalehemp.com. Oh, what a fun time we had talking to Michelle Baird and Dalton, her husband. Uh, Michelle obviously is the premier woman driver down at Lawrenceburg Speedway in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Uh, and then we got to also talk to Dwayne about his ARCA racing career, truck career, as well as the camping world. You know, he ventured into NASCAR as well. So I tell you, it was just a great learning experience. And if you're from the tri-state, Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky area, if you get a chance this spring and summer, uh, go check out racing at the Lawrenceburg Speedway. Michelle races the Hornet Series, so it's fun to watch, fun to watch. If you want to learn more about Michelle Baird, uh, her Facebook page is Michelle Baird Racing. Uh, it'll talk about her races, and uh, you can see her car. Some fun, fun stuff. So, uh, a couple quick notes. If you have any questions or suggested topics for us, you can email us at podcast at crossthelinefifteentwenty-four.com or go to our webpage, www.crossthelinefifteentwenty-four.com. Uh, you can leave us a message. You can actually listen to our podcast off of our webpage as well. So, some great stuff there. So, for Dwayne Bischoff, Reuben Hunt, Jeff Montag, I'm Alan Stanger. And you've been listening to Cross the Line, 